guys welcome back to episode 12 of the cosmic queer with boundaries podcast or whatever the fuck i'm calling this these days um yeah welcome back i'm super glad to have you here let's get on with it so how have you guys been feeling in the last week um take stock of how your bodies have been feeling have you noticed that you've had some extra aches and pains anything like that Um, There's been a lot of energy clearing going on, so you might have been a little weepy last week. Um, You might be starting to feel a little bit more optimistic coming into this week. Um, And the weather is kind of matching that for us right now. We're getting a lot more sunshine, a lot more like happy light clouds. A lot of the heavy stuff is getting cleared away. Um, Yeah, so how have you guys been feeling with that? Have you been having like the back bubble wrap sounds still going on? Lots still to release. how has your outlook of how bleh, wow how has your outlook on life been um, it's definitely been like a time for collective positive shifts in energy and change and there's a lot of focus right now on um, like idealism and spirituality and all that cool stuff just with um, everything being in fucking Aquarius that is why essentially um, but yeah so let's count how many times I can say um in the first fucking one minute and let's get on with it i just wanted to check in how you guys are feeling i'm fucking feeling it i've been sore as a mother um, but every day has been getting better i've been releasing more every day um yeah so make sure you're just actively setting the intention that you're releasing all that no longer serves you so that you can just continue opening up your heart portal to all that good stuff um yeah all right so let me just think of any updates we've got for this week I don't know if anyone ever asked, but I'm giving you the updates anyway, because that's what we do here. But um, yeah, so life updates. Um, one of my doggos, Lucille, <laughs> um, slash Lucifer, slash Lucy. She's a lady, but she is spicy. Um, she went and got spayed um, last week. So this last week for me has been a little bit stressful, but also a really big relief because it was long overdue to get done. We were just waiting for her to get out of heat. Um, Yeah, and then we found out that she's probably going to need orthopedic surgery, so that's exciting. Um, So we get to book her consult for that once she's all healed up from this surgery. And currently she is laying down behind me with a giant caution cone on her head and hating every minute of it. So it's been good times for me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what else has been going on? Um, Oh, I finally got a website kind of started and a Patreon kind of started. I have no idea what I'm doing, but... Hopefully it will work out and I can learn as I go, but those things are set up, so I'll have them linked below and they should be good to go by the time this airs on uh, Friday the, isn't it Friday the 13th this week? Is, do we get a Friday the 13th? Sorry, I got excited. Oh no, it's Saturday the 13th. Damn it, okay. So Friday the 12th, when this comes out, um, all of those sites should already be up and running and I should have them linked in the show notes here for you guys. But if you feel like checking those out, feel free to do so. Um, just as I'm learning all the different like ways that I can go about things, I'm just trying to streamline it as much as possible. Um, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on there is me just learning technology a little bit more. Um, yeah, what do we have planned for today? So I want to do our regular reading. I'll read from the Starseed Oracle deck um, just as a collective reading for everyone in the energy right now and anything your guides might be looking for you to know. Um, and then we're going to do today's chart and just talk about what's going on there. Um, And then I thought just to continue on with teaching everybody a little bit about astrology um, as I go, I figured that would be something helpful um, because not everyone has access to that. So I figured that I'll do a little bit of that every week um, so that 
when I'm making comments about things, it makes sense. <laughs> and um, so that it's kind of like equity is going on here with the sharing of information. Um, we're also going to talk about like how to even do shadow work today because I know like it's it's been thrown around a lot. I'm seeing it like all over TikTok and stuff. And for those who are new to that game um, and even just new to spirituality, they might not have heard that term before. So I just want to make sure that it's uh, nice and fair. So I'm going to make sure everyone knows what that means and give you some tips on how to do it, share how I've done some of my shadow work. Um, and yeah, we're overall going to talk about astrology and neurodivergence and how to play with your strengths, play with your strengths, play to your strengths, uh, knowing what your placements are, um, because it's really empowering. I found it was for me at least to learn why I am the way I am and learn about like my human design and the reason that I might have predispositions and what I'm supposed to do with them. Um, it was really nice because I think with uh, growing up with neurodivergence without being uh, treated for it or like having it diagnosed um, wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but it was really confusing for me growing up because I thought I was just so wrong and different. Um, and really like the way my brain thinks and the way that I function well is also part of my cosmic makeup. So I kind of think that putting these two together is kind of like the epiphany of, that I've been trying to figure out of what this podcast is for me is combining my two loves for like what I am so that I can share that with everybody. Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about planetary alignments today and what those mean for different, uh, like when a planet is in a different sign. So like if your Mars is in Aquarius versus if your Mars is in Leo, what that might mean for you. Um, I'm going to do that from a book. Like I'm not going to read the book or anything, but I'm going to reference it. And I'm just going to be referencing the astrology book today, um, which it's literally called astrology using the wisdom of the stars in your everyday life. I'm trying to see published by DK. I just want to see if there's like an author I can credit here because I want to make sure I'm doing my best. Yeah, it's by Penguin Random House and there's just a lot of fucking publishing directors so I don't even know. We're just gonna say Penguin Random House for right now. Fuck it. And it's the astrology book. I think I bought it at like an indigo or a chapters like five million years ago but I'm sure you can find similar stuff on bookstores, book used bookstores. All that good stuff. Support local if you're able to, and whenever possible, please support Black-owned businesses. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about kind of like what, since we talked about like polarity and elements and modes last week, I just want to build on that about now that we know a little bit of polarity and modes, what do different planets mean for us and what do uh, the placement of those planets mean for us specifically in our charts. So I'm going to share that general information so that you can start putting some of those connections together for yourself. Um, yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say before I jump right into the reading and stuff is hello to some new listeners. So it looks like we've got some listeners in Cabo Verde, Ireland, and the United Arab Emirates. So welcome, welcome. I'm thrilled that you're here. Freaking out, but so excited. Um, welcome to all of you. And welcome again to all my lovely listeners from Alberta, from Canada, from fucking where else are we from australia we have listeners in belgium i love and appreciate you all so much and i'm truly happy that you all exist and we're born and thank you for being here um yeah okay so let's jump into what today's chart looks like so i'm gonna reference like this week what to expect and then also what's going to be going on for the moon on Saturday for the new moon, just to prep you guys. Um, I am looking at doing a bonus episode for this week, just because that's what I was trying to hope to plan them with new moons or full moons. So I'm going to try for this week and see what happens. Um, but yeah, so right now, 
uh, the current planet positions as of Wednesday, so March 10th. So they'll be shifting a teeny tiny bit, but not too much between now and when the show comes. Um, so right now the moon is in Aquarius and it will be shifting into Pisces upon its new moon cycle. So right now we have it in the balsamic phase. So the moon is waning. It's losing the power or like releasing that power um, in preparation for the new moon time. Um, so for yourselves, for your bodies at the same time, because we know the moon impacts water and the tides and all of these things, and we are 70% water, here's what that means for you. I don't think I could be more aggressive this week when I've been like screaming at all my loved ones um, to just rest and surrender and like calm the fuck down. So like right now, whatever you're doing, just be chilling, um, be releasing anything that no longer serves you. Um, surrender to the universe. You co-create with the universe. You've been working so fucking hard. I know you have. And now it's time for you to let the universe and your guides do some of their work because they've been working so hard in the background and it's hard for your manifestations and all your goodness to come through and all that positivity to come through if you're too focused on like how it's going to happen and like busybodying yourself to make it happen. Um, you've already set those intentions. You've already done that work. And now you get to rest. You're truly allowed to rest and you need to in order for those things to come. Um, and that can be part of your self-care and that can be part of your surrender is just choosing to say fuck it right now. What is meant for you will always be meant for you and it will always find you because what is what you are seeking is seeking you back, right? So just be chilling right now, relax, have some tea, baths are really good for this period of the moon because you can really just like release um so just a good side tip if you do want to use a releasing bath for the new moon you can put whatever goodies feel right to you in the bath um, or just have a regular bath whatever um but when you go to drain your bath set the intention throughout the, the period of time that you're in there that um anything that you don't need anymore is just going to come into this water and it will leave down the drain right so then when you go to drain your bath just stay in the bath, even if it feels weird until it's empty, so that every drop of water that was coming off of you actually leaves so that you can be a part of that leaving you. Um, it'll be really helpful. Honestly, this is a good time to do that um, anywhere between now and the new moon. And honestly, you can take a bath every day if you want to. There's always going to be a good reason to. Um, but yeah, that's just a little side tip that I thought I would share. Um, yeah, okay. So moon in Aquarius right now until Saturday, I suppose it would switch into Pisces. Um, so right now with it being an Aquarius, it's kind of like a little bit more cold emotionally. You might notice that like you're a bit more detached or able to see things from a really logical point of view. Um, you might be feeling the need to break free from really strong emotional ties in your life um, and detach from those really like intense exchanges you might have with people or energetically draining experiences that you might have. Um, this is part of your releasing cycle. So anything that comes up for you intuitively right now, I would definitely recommend evaluating all of it as it comes up and seeing, is this something that needs to be released or is this something that uh, fuels me and energizes me that I should be taking with me into this next moon cycle? Because really preparation for a new moon should be releasing everything that you don't need so that you have room to sow new, sow new seeds and bring all of that stuff back to you for the next month. Um, so you don't want to be bringing in old shitty energy, you know? Um, you might be feeling a little bit restless this week um, in search of a bit more like intellectual stimulation. You might be wanting to like have those debates and have big conversations with people. Um, you might be 
really just filtering your emotional self through the lens of logic. Um, you also might be feeling a lot more social right now. So you might want to connect more to your friends or groups of friends or whatever that um, resonate with you. So please do that safely if it, because we're in COVID right now, depending on where you're at. Um, you're going to have that strong energy to innovate with the energy of Aquarius that comes with you. Um, and you might feel very like independent in this and you might want to step out of predictability and routines and domestic structures. Um, and those might be some of the things that we need to really be evaluating as a collective right now is like, what structures do we even need to be engaging in, right? And which ones are actually here for us and which ones are serving like what, Jeff Bezos, right? Um, like the one person. So eat the rich, you know? Um, Mercury is of course still in Aquarius. Um, so just as a quick recap, very visionary and brilliant ideas are going to bubble over um, so much so that you might start stuttering, which has been my situation, luckily. You're welcome. Um, yeah, you're going to be very much unconventional, inventive, um, innovative, and like very far out conversations could be happening. So this mixed with um, the moon in Aquarius right now is really fun because you're going to be able to have these conversations without getting overwhelmed emotionally necessarily. So it kind of removes a little bit of that barrier. Too much of that is not always the best, but right now it's a good time and there's balance in the planets. Um, we also have like everything in the chart on the Northern hemisphere right now, at least from where like we're looking at it from Alberta. Um, yeah. So a lot of emphasis on those upper signs. There's nothing in like, where are we at here? So everything is between Leo all the way over to Aquarius. So that means there's nothing in like Virgo, Sag, Scorpio, Libra, Capricorn, and not really much at Leo. It kind of starts at the line of Leo and then does that half of the circle. So um, a lot of emphasis on the, the planets and the signs that we're in right now. Um, so we have Venus and Pisces. Um, so again, a lot more like idealistic nature, very similar to Aquarius in that way. Um, however, Venus and Pisces might tend to overlook your partner's flaws, and that can be a good thing. But also, if you're finding that you're in an unhealthy relationship or unsafe relationship, it's not the time to overlook those flaws. It's important to make sure you keep yourself safe, and I want you to be safe. Um, but just make sure that um, overlooking doesn't turn into complacency. Like, it's still important to evaluate what you need to see. You might have like a very enhanced um, ability to forgive, however, right now. So if there have been past wrongs with your partner or with somebody and you're feeling forgiveness in you, that's okay. That's something that you should be embracing that helps you release. Um, and there's a lot of compassion running high right now collectively in the energy. So we have a very deep need to find a soulmate connection. Um, so you might have even like found that that's something that's been in your in your head, even if it's not something you've thought about very much. We're all kind of like craving that unity and balance right now. And we know that the soulmate connection is valid and real, but we also need to find that unity and balance within ourselves and create that with the temperance between all of our polarity that we have, right? So you will find love, find love follows no boundaries. And right now that couldn't be more true with the placement of um, Pisces in a sign that's very much about how we love others. It's also about how we experience money sometimes. So I would just say that right now, like love is abundance and it knows no bounds. So you're going to experience so much love and so much, so much kindness, so much abundance and so much light is coming. And collectively we are clearing 
so much crap. Like, it's so good. And like, I'm, yeah, I sound like a teenager just saying like and um and so much right now, but whatever. I'm saying it anyway. I'm super stoked and I hope you guys are too. Um, what else? We still have Mars and Gemini. Um, so Mars being the planet of action and energy and motivation, um, how we might like fight people <laughs> or how we would respond when people pick a fight with us. Um, so it being in Gemini for the collective energy right now, there's going to be a lot more focus on engaging in mentally stimulating activities. So very like intellectual side of the chart that we're sitting on with Aquarius and Gemini, right? You might feel like connecting your thoughts with others more. You might want to start a podcast, like do it, do it, please. I love that for you. Um, share your thoughts. They're very important right now. Your voice matters and you are here for a reason. So if you have big ideas, if you have something you feel like you really need to share with people, with the world, with a community, please do so. This is a time to do so. You can probably expect to find a little bit greater courage um, to speak your mind right now. And if you're struggling to feel like you have that courage, um, give your anxieties and your fear away. Give it away to your guides. Give it away to your angels. They have the ability to support you with that and to help you transmute that energy into love and positivity and just share that back with you into light. Um, so if you aren't feeling as courageous as you would like to, please set the intention that you give those things away, that you're giving them back to them to transmute. They can only do so if you ask but they are willing to help and they're with you all the time. Um, another thing you can do to increase your courage if you're just struggling, if you're somebody who enjoys crystals, um, one of my personal favorites just to help me with like inner courage and with my voice is carnelian. You wouldn't know it's worth my voice because I'm always just talking shit, but um, I do keep a little carnelian heart with me almost all the time. Um, and it's one of my favorites for personal courage. So I would recommend that guy um, or maybe some smoky quartz if you're just feeling like you need a bit of discernment. Um, your intellectual energy is in very high gear right now and communication styles are gonna be a lot more assertive with Mars in Gemini because you're going to have that like polarity that comes with Gemini, but also with the intellectual quick-wittedness of a Gemini, but also as an air sign, right? So your communication is gonna flow really easily um, if you find you're struggling like me right now, take a lot of good deep breaths, um, focus on your breath work while you're working on releasing as well. It will definitely help you move energy through your body. And with so much in air signs right now, I would recommend that that's one of the bigger elements that we focus on in our releasing journeys. Um, okay, Jupiter's still in Aquarius, so humanitarian efforts, again, will bring very good fortune right now. There's a reason for all of this, right? Saturn is in Aquarius again. So with this planet, we have the ability to focus with very much intensity on our greatest visionary goals and aspirations. So what do you want to be doing? What is your dream life? What does that look like for you? What is the best that could possibly happen? That's what you need to envision. That's what you need to picture in your head and hold on to it. Hold on to it for 17 seconds, right? That's, that's how powerful a thought is if you can hold it. And if you can't hold it for 17 seconds, that's okay, but try to come back to it frequently. Put your best ideas on a vision board or write it down or paint it out, draw it out, whatever that needs to look like for you. Um, really just keep your sights high on the best possible outcome because that's what's coming. And as long as we keep ourselves nice and focused, it's coming anyway, but keeping yourself focused will help make sure that you have the smoothest alignment to what's coming. 
uh, we're going to have a lot of like group and friendship uh, like examination happening right now. We're evaluating what groups we're a part of and whether they resonate for us. Um, who's worth holding on to? What affiliations are worth holding on to? Is it your job? Is it um, a toxic friend group? Is it an old friend group that just like isn't toxic, but they just don't resonate with you anymore? Um, it could be family members that have just kind of crossed boundaries for you or haven't been safe for you. Um, but you also might notice that people are coming forward in your life who are there to support you. And there's a reason for that. And you still get to use the discernment. You still get to choose. Um, but there will be opportunities coming up for you. And so it's important to make sure that as you go, you keep a keen eye on what is in your best interest. Do these people, do these choices, do these things resonate with me on my highest vibration, on my highest possible expectation of what's going to happen for me? And if you ask yourself that, and if things fit along with that, you can't really go wrong. Uh, we still have Uranus in Taurus at about seven degrees, so still really early. Um, so a lot of innovative energy again, turning into practical application. So with all these dope ideas you guys have collectively right now, you're gonna be able to actually do something with it because Uranus is in Taurus. Um, you're gonna have sudden changes in your finances possibly and values for society as a whole. Um, and once these decisions are made in society, they will be very long lasting. And I'm sure you've seen some of that coming through if you're on TikTok, if you're on social media. Um, I don't really pay attention to like the media that's given to me as much as I can avoid it because um, I prefer independent creators. Um, but if you can step away from that for a while, you might find it's quite refreshing. Um, there are long lasting changes coming to society right now. That's why it's important not to focus too much on the material aspects of your life and more on like, what would you be doing if everything went right? How would you spend your day? And like start spending your day like that, right? This is a very natural fit with the growing movement for conserving our earth's resources. We're finding so, like I've, I've seen so many amazing, innovative and doable ideas to support like removing pollution from the ocean on a great level and stuff like that. So we're just gonna keep on getting more of that and it's gonna snowball for us. I'm just so excited to see how it goes and how it all plays out, but know that it's already gonna be okay. So any anxiety you have about the world changing right now and who's in charge and what they're doing, don't worry about that part. Just worry about you. Just worry about focusing on what's the best that can fucking happen, okay? Uh, we still have Neptune in Pisces, which is their uh, chart ruler. Not their chart ruler, sorry, the planetary ruler of Pisces. Um, one of them. Pisces is ruled by two. Um, but yeah, okay. So with Neptune in Pisces, the energy here is amplified in a very significant way. So there will be a greater emphasis on all things mystical and imaginative and spiritual. Um, and spirituality overall is about to be embraced collectively on a very deep level. And when misused, this energy could lead to very escapist tendencies, which is kind of like the part of temperance that Pisces struggles with is like being too much in the clouds or using that ability to imagine to fucking create a beautiful reality in front of them. So making sure that we're harnessing that energy in the most imaginative and beautiful way without getting stuck in escapist tendencies or sleeping the day away unless you need to rest or kind of like avoiding or like drinking too much or smoking too much or kind of whatever it is that we do, like immersing ourselves in something so we're not thinking and present. 
Um, it's definitely okay to take breaks and I need you to do that, but also making sure that you bring yourself back down to earth and ground every now and then. Uh, for the most part, this energy with the Neptune in Pisces is going to elevate society's compassion levels. Like it's kind of like they're getting an upgrade and you've seen how society can be and we're about to watch them change. And you might already be seeing that. You might be seeing that in smaller groups around you, in your, in your social groups, right? We're going to get to a high level of unconditional love and understanding really quickly. And that's kind of why I get so fucking aggressive when people are like, oh, but like, I don't know how the, how the year's going to go, or I don't know what it's going to look like, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, no, it's going to be amazing. You need to tell yourself how amazing it's going to be because it's already written in the stars. Everything is literally aligning for us and for you specifically for you and it's gonna get better and so i really just encourage that you keep the vision hold the vision you know and i'm curious to see what our card reading will be today just given everything that's going on all right pluto's still in capricorn so we're gonna have a lot of uh extreme changes in government institutions and our attitude to long-held traditions and rules of society so this these all kind of go together quite nicely um also you're going to be questioning your personal goals um your own traditions like everything that's kind of always been this way you're going to be questioning those things and some of them might stay and that's totally okay but it's that time for evaluation that's coming up for us and this is a global time for evaluation because Pluto doesn't shift very often, right? Like some of these bigger hitters are staying here for a while so that we can affect lasting change. And that is coming. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's the time to be become your own authority of your own personal power. Really step into that. All right. We still have Mr. Chiron and Aries. So lots of opportunities here for humanity overall to grow collectively in understanding their deepest and most hidden traumas and acknowledging them because how often, how long have we been hiding our history proper, from properly being shared? How long have we hidden colonialism and the ongoing colonization of so many communities that need to be left the fuck alone and supported how they would like to be supported, if at all, from us? Um, how long have we hidden that from our history books? How long have we hidden residential schools or um, the way that all these systems work? And that's going to come to light very soon. Um, sorry for those who don't know what residential schools are. In case someone doesn't know, I'm just going to define it in my in the whitest way I can. Um, colonizers, when they've gone to any country they have colonized, and by colonize I do not mean like conquested, I mean like raped and pillaged and stole. Um, but anytime there's been colonization, there has been some form of forced assimilation. Um, and in the case of Canada, for sure, it has been through uh, like the Catholicism of fucking residential schools and stealing Indigenous children from their families, from their communities, stealing their culture, taking it away from them, stealing their language, and then sending them home with a shit ton of trauma that they've done to them in those schools. Um, in a very callous and careless way. And they've done that for generations. And the last one, I think, in Alberta, only closed in 96 or 97. Um, I was alive when, these sh when this shit was running, which makes me so mad. And the fact that people say we need to get over it, like, sorry, I could go on a whole side note about this and I will not, um, but I just wanted people to understand what that is because I mentioned it, because that's what we do here. Um, 
we can talk about that more if you guys want, but I'm also not the authority because I'm a white person. So I'm not somebody who knows everything, um, but I do have an understanding of some of the history and how that has impacted a lot of these communities on a very superficial level because I'm not one of those community members. Um, but if you guys would like more information, I can absolutely also seek out uh, possibly an elder or anybody else um, in an Indigenous community who might be willing to speak on it or even just some resources um, if that's of interest to anyone. That's my little soapbox for that. Um, we have our North Node still in Gemini. So North Node being um, where you're going in life, where your unfamiliar territory lies and what that's going to look like for you. So with our current placement of North Node in Gemini, um, the collective energy will be very much associated with that duality with thought process, communication between the conscious mind and how we actually communicate. Um, it's about engaging in very varied experiences so that we can gain knowledge. So you might be wanting to dip your feet in a lot of different things. Um, right now you might find there's a bit more wittiness in the collective energy. There's a good sense of humor. Um, we might be the folks who kind of have more Gemini placements um, or have like their own North Node in Gemini might even find that they're keen to teach um, and, toward, and tend to lead the way with their means of communication. Um, they also, folks with uh, Gemini placements in general, tend to have more highly developed nervous systems, so they can get bored super easily, which is kind of why there's that polarity for them. And under control, they have a very tremendous intellectual and artistic possibility. So yeah, that's kind of where our big planets are right now. Um, let me start my next segment, and we'll jump into our tarot reading. Okay, so I'm going to read from my Starseed Oracle deck um, and just give you guys a bit of a collective energy reading and any messages that might come up or that your guides want you to hear at the time that you read this might come on through me. Um, as always, all my time, whoops, there goes my conehead dog. All my readings are timeless, so whenever they find you, they might resonate, but also please only take what resonates for you. Um, yeah, I'm also getting my shit together so I can actually offer private readings, like for real. Um, so yeah, that'll be a thing. I'm excited. We'll see if anyone wants this chaotic bullshit, but hey. So as I was just getting like my deck out and starting to shuffle, a card flew the fuck out. Um, and it is the called card. So it is like the imagery of a woman in like really cool drapey, scarfy clothes. And she's walking towards this huge cosmic doorway. And all of space is standing outside in front of her waiting. So really, you guys, your soul gifts are coming to you. You might be noting that you feel more clairvoyant, uh, more clairaudient, more claircognizant, um, more clairsentient, where you just feel, you know through your feeling. Um, that's coming to the surface for you right now. We all have these gifts within us, and you might find that the ones that you're especially good at are starting to come to the surface for you. Um, know that right now you're being called to step up. You're being called to start training those soul gifts and really start acknowledging them. Um, my conehead dog requires assistance. Just give me one moment. Okay, so just give my deck a little shuffle. Let's see what messages come up for you guys. What do you need to hear today? hear this recording, the messages you've been missing, ah, okay, 
Okay, you guys. So, so far we also got, ooh, reading, Forge Don't Follow. So here it says, pave a new path. Be the leader that you wish you had. And this is so important for the collective energy because maybe you've been searching for the thing you think you want to be doing, the thing that's been missing your whole life. You've been looking for it, right? And part of the game is creating the thing you experienced that was missing for you in your life. And so as we get used to and accept and embrace and train our awesome soul gifts and step up and step into that calling, you're also going to find that you're not going to find anyone else doing it the way you do. So it's okay to pave a new path. It's okay to be the first one doing it the way you are. Know that the way that the charts are even set up right now, and this is the reason I even go over the charts, is because like I'm not just saying this out of my ass, right? It's literally in the stars that enterprising that will help humanity will be widely rewarded, that there is an abundance of love coming, that there is a change in the way that society views everything. Please step up and forge your path. We also got the Golden Children card. This might be the people that I meant to call a little bit. So this is about your inner child and your tenderness and your innocence and your rare gifts that you have. You might be feeling rock bottomy right now. You might be feeling like you've been thrown off a cliff and you cracked in half and you did crack open, but it's about surrendering to the alchemy of life. It's about what needed to be cleared from your path so that you have room for something new. And that surrender is a beautiful thing because you don't have to know what's going to happen next. You don't have to plan it. You've done the work, you've set your intentions. Now you get to surrender and allow your guides and your angels to alchemize that for you and support you with transmuting that. We've also got the Courageous Peony again. This is about being multifaceted. It's about your unique nature. Let yourself be seen. You guys have been hiding in hermit mode too fucking long. It's time to be done with that. You are the golden children. You are the one who's called. You're here to forge a new path because no one can do it the way you've done it. And you need to be courageous in your way of doing that and stand up and accept your unique self. And do that by taking care of, if you feel like you can't be courageous, take care of your inner child. Give them tenderness, show them love, allow them to be innocent because that's where your gifts exist. That's where they lie. And as we have our inner children hurt and harmed through this world that we've been living in, it disconnects us from our inner child and so too does it disconnect us from our gifts. So as you appreciate and take care of yourself, truly take care of yourself, stop running on empty and show yourself that, that tenderness and that compassion that you were missing as a child, your gifts will come in a lot more clearly for you. And all paths lead home. That you have an inner authority. You have a very strong intuition and you need to start turning your gaze within. You might have been looking for answers in all the right places or all the wrong places rather because you're looking anywhere but with yourself. And this is kind of the, the collective shift in energy that's going to be happening for us is people are going to start trusting themselves very soon and their intuition very soon on a really deep level. And as we trust our intuition, we will see a lot of bullshit that doesn't need to be here anymore. And you 
probably already know what I'm talking about and it's gonna go. Um, we also got the Child of the Cosmos card again. So the intelligence of the universe lies within you. It truly lies within you and all paths lead home. No matter how you do this, no matter how you go about this, you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. This is what this is. You have to be cracked open so that you can make it. You have to experience um, the change in your energy because how can you make it? How can you connect to the intelligence of the universe within you? How can you connect to your gifts if you don't first have to hit rock bottom to recognize that the way you've been doing it isn't working for you and it's the way someone else set it up, right? Now you get to set it up for yourself and this is such an exciting time for that. Oh, this is such, oh, I'm freaking out over this read. I've been getting a lot of synchronicities in the readings. Um, I've been noticing that a lot of cards are coming up in a lot of repetition. I'm even getting like sometimes the same readings back to back and I shuffle for like five minutes sometimes and it'll still be like, here's your two cards. Here's, here's cracked open again. Here's child of the cosmos again. And it's kind of like, okay, we're not crazy. These are some persistent messages and I got to keep saying them until the right people hear them. So if this is getting annoying for you, I apologize. Um, I just, I'm like getting this indication that I need to keep pulling because there's more messages that need to come through to you guys. We got the earth card as well. And I've set up a fucking, I'm setting up a website. So I'm, I think I'm going to post the pictures of these readings for you guys so that you can really take in the imagery as well, because it's beautiful. And it, that's how I read my cards a lot. So um, the earth card is this woman coming down in like a little bubble. And it looks like she's at the bottom of the ocean in her little bubble. And you're learning how to be human in this world, but you're not of it. This tells me that the people I'm trying to connect to are starseeds specifically. Um, and it doesn't matter which starseed, but it's the people who are not of here, who have never felt like they fit in here that I'm meant to reach. And know that if you've never felt like you fit in, it's because you don't. It's because you're a literal child of the cosmos. It's because you're here to go through your hardships so that you could have been cracked open so that you can realize that you're the golden child, that you're the courageous peony, that you're the one who was called and all paths lead home. You're going to make it. It's going to be so good, you guys. And like, you've just been told your whole life you're not going to make it. That doesn't make it true. And this card flew the fuck out of the deck onto the floor. What a beautiful card. Oh my goodness. I'm going to start painting these, honestly, but um, I'm already working on one. But okay, surrender to the sweetness. This is Venus energy and Venus in Pisces right now, guys. This is about pleasure and joy and making love to life. So how can you incorporate more pleasure and joy and fun into your life? And there's actually a creator I saw on TikTok today who put out a reading for tomorrow that was like, right now, put aside your 3D shit for March 11th, for example, for Thursday. And just right now, when you hear this, put aside whatever 3D shit you can, whatever expectations you've told yourself you need to follow through on. Figure out which ones actually need to happen, make a plan for them, but set them aside and have fun. Raise your vibrations with fun, with joy, with pleasure. That's what we need right now. And for those who've had that impact where they felt like a lot right now is focused on their soulmate and like feeling like they want to find their soulmate or find those connections, um, know that that is coming. 
and there's actually two people here there are two soulmates in this card and they're closer they're getting closer to each other and they're coming your soulmate might be in view um, they might not have appeared yet but they're coming and that unity and that time is coming at the same time as your inner balance is and that's why it's important to, to do all of this or none of it at all and not like don't do anything but if you're focusing on the fact that you have a soulmate that exists out there and like that's all you're looking for you're kind of missing the point if you know what i mean so there's so much beauty and miss and like amazing qualities in a soulmate and in their purpose with you and that's great but don't forget that you're this courageous empowered fucking powerful queen or a king or fucking you're just royalty you're they them royalty you're all of this and you're this with or without a soulmate and whether you have a soulmate who joins you in this life and makes your life easier and adds to it and enriches everything that's amazing but know that regardless your inner balance is coming because you're already magic and you don't need a soulmate to be magic you don't need a soulmate to step into your gifts and be intuitive and be a beautiful well, peony, you don't need that. You already are those things. You're everything you're looking for in another person. And that's kind of what's important to know here is just surrender to that sweetness of life. Create that sweetness in your life. But know that anything you create, it's because you've created it. Ah, okay, the Starkeeper card. So you might have a bit of a cosmic ancestor in your corner. See the light by staying grounded. So. We've talked about grounding, we've talked about shielding and protecting our energy and all this stuff. Okay, so you want to feel the light, you want to feel better, ground yourself. Go outside into nature, go walk on some grass, go walk on some snowy grass, whatever it is. Go walk on a beach, go walk in a forest, anywhere you can. Go be grounded, connect yourself to Mother Earth, set the intention that you're connecting yourself to Mother Earth, and at the same time, open your crown to the divine source light to whatever white light you identify to any light that is bright and pure and love, allow that to come through the top of your head. And then that's going to help anchor you and your feet to the center of the earth. And as you do that, you will be able to like reflect and emanate that light outward for other people. And I'm real. this is such a big card. I'm really excited for you. And I think I need to say you guys are very well guided right now. You have a lot of fucking support and we have a lot of support from the universe right now in these ventures. Okay, last chance cards. Any final messages to share with these sweet beans before we move on? Okay, we do. Ah, the breath of the cosmos. Okay, my will to thy will. Micromanaging the universe, are we? Okay, so this falls back on surrender and temperance and feeling like you're at rock bottom so you're constantly like asking your cards the same question or micromanaging yourself even or fussing to try and make more things happen for you this is not the time to be double checking and asking the universe over and over and over again they'll answer you but like, girl, they heard you and they're on their way and they're working and they just need you to just be chilling while they're working on that. Um, 
just like you don't do well being micromanaged neither does the universe but it also is just like a deflection of where your intention should be which is on the highest thing is already going to happen so why are you worrying about it and if you feel like you can't stop worrying about it that's where you need to really learn what surrender means for you and what you can do to, to allow that and where you can ask for support with that with people who get you with your family with your friends with whoever it might be with your guides ask for support you can say like i'm fucking struggling i feel like i am micromanaging the universe or i feel like i can't trust the universe or that things are working out for me can you please help me with my trust can you please help me with my fear or my anxiety or my anger whatever kind of like lower vibrational states are getting in your way are stopping you from reaching all of this beauty and it's right around the corner and it's coming anyway so just get ready just take this time to prepare because you've had this gift of time to prepare yeah okay we're gonna say that's the reading for that um i'm curious if you guys have any thoughts on that one that was an interesting read and very like there was a lot that spirit had to say to us so i thought that was dope a lot of that resonated with me as well and it kind of like i love how it fits with the current kind of chart placements that we've got going on i think that's dope all right so astrology and neurodivergence i want to talk to you guys about how we can play to our strengths as neurodivergent folks sometimes queer folks um they them non-binary lgbtq completely fucking straight allies whoever you are you are valuable and needed here and i love you um unless you're a fascist in which case i want to drop kick your ass but like i'm pretty sure fascists aren't listening to something called the cosmic fucking queer so i think i'm safe to say that i love everybody who's listening to this <laughs> okay so i always thought that as a kid my neurodivergence or like what it what i now know was my neurodivergence or things that were wrong with me right oh i can't um, like look someone in the eyes and also process what they're saying like that's too much and that's more of like a processing issue right um, or I had a lot of sensory issues when I was a kid like couldn't wear jeans or like certain tags or certain textures or whatever would just like fucking throw me into a meltdown and I didn't have very much autonomy over my body all the time no not very many kids do because there's like just told what to wear here's the outfits we've purchased or whatever but um I remember it being really confusing and stressful for me. Um, so as I like looked at my chart and understood my chart more, it doesn't like necessarily explain why I have a fucking sensory issue. Like that's straight up ADHD, but it speaks to like how I'm more creative and how things need to happen for me. Yeah. So for example, we're going to start with um, Mars today. I want to talk about Mars first. Um, and I'm going to cover a couple planets and what they mean um, and try and just like cover a little bit every week. Um, and once I'm done going through the planets and how they look through the signs, um, I'm also going to talk about um, the houses and how those can impact you so that after a, a little while here, you'll have a really good verbal explanation, especially if reading is something that's not interesting to you or if there isn't like an audiobook that tells you all this. I kind of just want to put all the dots together in one place and I know that my communication is all over the place, but hey, you guys are listening. So I might as well do what I can to share as much information as possible so that your own birth charts make sense for you because you shouldn't have to pay for a birth chart reading, even though I do them, so that you can understand yourself. Like that shouldn't be information that's siloed from you because you have a right to know 
what's going on for you and who you are. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. Um, okay, so Mars is the planet that rules like assertion and action. Um, it's like an energy center for us. And if we think of the universe as us, so our solar system is within us. So Mars has a part of your body, right? It's inside your body, the same energy is reflected. So when things are going on in the sky, that's why we have the shit happening in a chart that impacts us directly. That's why it matters, right? So Mars uh, rules the Tuesday as the day of the week and they rule Aries and Scorpio. So the qualities that come with this planet are really your capacity for action, your strength, your ability to survive, your fighting spirit, um, what your vitality and energy looks like and how that comes through for you, um, how conflict might go for you, your sexual drive and kind of like what you're looking for, not necessarily what you're going to always find or do, um, how you experience anger and where your courage comes from. So, for example, um, my Mars is in fucking Aries, which I think is hilarious. Um, so it really just indicates our, like, it's, it's in its own chart ruler, right? So it's how the nature and the strength of how we act, essentially. So for me, Mars in Aries is that this is probably the most single-minded position for Mars. <laughs> and it suggests that I channel my energy very forcefully and directly which is super accurate. It might still be fucking chaos, but bitch has been channeled, right? Um, and definitely single-minded resonates for me because I am also a Taurus. So for me, that's how that comes up for me is like, once I make a decision, it can be really hard to change my mind um, or to, to get off of focus of something that's really interesting to me. So I'm gonna explain what all of the planetary or all of the placements mean for Mars um, because you guys could have any number of them in this way. You don't have to guess. So for that was Mars and Aries, a little snapshot of that. And like, there's so much complexity to all of this. So I'm really just giving like a little picture book of what this is for right now. But depending on how this all goes and what you guys like learning about, I'm more than happy to go way more in depth on any of these topics. If you have a Mars in Taurus, this is the, what's the word for that? Is it the not descending? It's like the most, the least happy place for Mars to be as a planet because Taurus in Mars can be very complacent um, and kind of like tougher to rile up. Um, so for folks with this placement, their anger is really going to show itself after very long sustained provocation. So it takes quite a bit for them to say something or do something, but they are very much persistent in their efforts and capable of maintaining really long-standing persistent efforts. So very valuable, um, but just kind of funky. We just left Mars and Taurus and that's why we had that like complacent stuck energy. Um, so when someone is imbalanced, it can kind of feel like that. Um, Mars in Gemini, your form of attack and defense is very likely to be verbal, which makes sense with our lovely intellectual air sign. You can use your words as weapons, so this can be a little bit dangerous. You might feel liveliest when things are interesting and diverse when there's big, bright conversation going on, right? Um, with Mars and Cancer, you see your job as protecting those you love. So you very much take like a position of love and you're probably more looking out for people rather than for yourself. Um, you will very much likely fight valiantly on others' behalf. You tend to make a very indirect route to get where you want or get what you want. Um, 
because you're not likely to be very like fighty as someone with a Mars and Cancer. It's going to be more about like you take action for others as others need it to advocate for others. Um, this gives me very much like Artemis vibes, if you know what I mean. Um, Mars in Leo. So this placement suggests you have very gallant heroism. You might take really good pride in your athletic powers or abilities, and you might be someone who leads a team. So um, Leo with Mars, because of like the fire sign goodness, like I feel like that's a really great combination. And like this tells me like leadership qualities. Um, okay, Mars in Virgo. So this has the quality of the engineer or a practical craftsman. So this is where we really like hone in on that earth sign goodness more so than with <laughs> Taurus. Um, making and fixing things is something you're probably very good at. You might be mechanically minded or really able to understand like you might be able to build Lego easily. Okay, like <laughs> I cannot. Um, that could be a thing for you. Um, your anger is likely to be discharged through physical exercise. So if you have a Mars in Virgo, um, a really good outlet for you will probably be like cardio or fucking deadlifting stuff or just like burning your energy with that physical fucking outlet for you. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Um, okay, Mars in Libra. You have a way of asserting yourself and you probably act like a charm, offen offensive than a battle. What? I don't even know what that means. That's a weird sentence. I wasn't even reading this for me. I look and I'm like, a charm offensive. So you're likely to use your charm in battle because like, it's easy for you because you're a Mars and Libra. Um, you'll be more likely to get involved in something if there's like unfairness going on because of like that Libra-ness about you. Um, you're gonna be someone who's very easily to, easy to assert themselves. Like you don't struggle with that so much, but you're not going to step up every single time. It'll be really when you're seeing injustice happening. Um, if you have a Mars in Scorpio, um, also in the ruler, um, you can endure and survive the most extreme circumstances as you can with any Scorpio placements, um, which is amazing. Um, you might act a little bit more covertly because you're protecting yourself. You're protecting like that underbelly that you have, your deep emotions. Um, and the scorpion sting awaits anybody who crosses the line because this also says, like this speaks to how we fight back, right? So like Mars in like Virgo, someone's gonna like find a way to brilliantly and probably very logically execute their revenge if they want revenge at all. Whereas like someone in Aries like me is gonna be like a lot of like forceful channeled energy, like quick and hot, right? Um, so now with a Mars in Sagittarius, you tend to need room to gallop your little centaurs. So there is a restless need for adventure here. The outdoors or long distance running could appeal to you. So that might be something that is a helpful outlet for you. Um, with Mars and Capricorn, your energies are gonna be a bit more focused on very clear targets. So you wanna know where you're aiming. You want to maximize your efficiency and your sense of achievement. So this is also a very like productive placement to have if you have a Mars in Capricorn. Um, with Mars in Aquarius, it's going to be a lot more cool-headed. Um, so you might find that you act a lot more effectively when you're defending a group or you're challenging social injustice. So there's a few of these that have come up where it's, it's not really about them. It's about supporting others. And when we have a lot of this energy collectively, plus people have these predispositions, that's what I mean when it's like 
no, we've got this in the bag. We're about to shift this world. It's already shifted, right? It's going to be okay because we have an army of people who were built for this. So I love it. So that's a Mars in Aquarius. And finally, a Mars in Pisces is someone who under threat, their strategy might be more so to disappear until it blows over, depending on what that looks like. Like this does not mean that like Mars and Pisces are little bitches, but like, cause they're not like Pisces is such a strong fucking sign and so intuitive, but it just might be that like when there's a fight because they have a placement in Pisces there, it might just be energetically fucking exhausting. So that's more what I mean. And they might just be like, I'm gonna wait until this is not hot headed so that I can actually be helpful. Um, these folks will also very often be a champion for those who cannot defend themselves. Um, so you'll often find folks with uh, Mars and Pisces doing a lot of humanitarian things, not unlike in Cancer or in Leo even or Libra. So very exciting times. Um, yeah, okay. So this is about competition in your chart. So you might feel inspired to compete in a number of ways in your life and with your Mars placement that will speak to how you compete um, and the qualities. Because if you can understand the zodiac signs and what their independent qualities are, when you apply that to where your chart placements are with them and what constellations those fall within, you'll get a really good understanding of how that looks for you. So through sports or as teachers or in like even like partnership disputes or whatever, Mars symbolizes our instinct to survive. Right? Like, where is that coming from? And from what place inside us is that coming? Because we all have it. It's all, it's our energy. It spurs us into action. We all have it. It just looks different depending on where your placement is, right? This is the archetype of how you are a warrior, in what way you are a warrior. Um, when we're under threat, this is how you're going to be responding. This is the function that supplies us with the courage to defend our territory. And if you know your Mars placement, you can play to those strengths. Cause if you're like, okay, well, I know I'm a um, Mars in Pisces, for example. And I know that people are fucking exhausting when I'm dealing with a dispute or whatever. I know that I'm going to give myself a bit of a boundary cushion and I'm not gonna to respond to them for a day so that I can think and process. Or I'm gonna, I have it in Capricorn. So my energies need to be focused on something clear. So how can I sit down and give that to myself so that I can respond in the best way to what's going on around me? Um, this is also like an extension of your energy um, in terms of like how you're courageous, but also your sexual drive. So in terms of that, it shows um, like your physical need in this respect and like what you might be more attracted to. And the, <laughs> the universal urge to spread our seed. That's literally written here. It's my favorite. Um, yeah, there's a lot of connection to our deep, like, think kundalini energy type of thing, right? Like, not cult, but actual kundalini energy. Um, by extension here, Mars indicates how we express and release our physical energy. So um, this could be sports, exercise, whatever, where some might, some placements might do better with, like, the slow burn um, of, like, yoga or even just, like, slow, intuitive energy movement. Um, whereas others might like really want like a tennis match to really bat their, their energy out, or they might need really like laser like definition of that energy. So it could be like, no, I need to do straight up cardio. I need to do whatever. Um, it might be, um, uncontained movement. It could be erratic movement, but it could also be sustained and structured depending on what works best for you. Um, it also inspires us to, uh, look at our courage and our heroism in our unique way. 
because we might all agree that something is shitty, but how we do, what we do about that will look different for everybody, right? So bravery can be shown in so many ways. It can be physical, it can be mental, emotional, intellectual, and where your placement is suggests where and how you might be prepared to go that extra mile when it's needed. Um, under Mars comes our life's pioneers, our conquerors, our entrepreneurs, our adventurers, our athletes. So if you are an entrepreneur, play to your strengths here, play to your strengths. How are you, how are you using what you know about yourself to bring you to the highest possible place, right? Okay, so sorry, I just bonked the mic there with this book. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about one or two others and then we'll uh we'll call it a day for now all right y'all be right back okay so yes so sorry i lied i said we're gonna do one or two more on call it a day i lied because there's more of the show it's not gonna go on for too much longer because i don't want to kill you guys with like droning on and on um but yeah we're gonna talk about venus and then we're gonna talk a little bit about shadow, shadow work like i said we would talk about so we're going to cover Venus because it goes with Mars in terms of like, I think I mentioned last week, like sexuality and how that looks and what we look for in other people and all that good stuff. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. And then we're going to talk about some shadow work that might be helpful for you to help you surrender and help you through this balsamic moon phase that we've got going on. So Venus is the planet that's all about love and pleasure. So it represents enjoyment and relationships, cooperation. Um, it reflects our experience of like sexual desire as well as like eroticism or love that way, as well as beauty and romance separately. It speaks to our attraction, um, aesthetics that we might be more driven to, um, and art and music. Venus rules um, Taurus and Libra. Um, it rules the day of the week Friday their metal is copper and the color for Venus is green. And the symbol is like the, the symbol of like womanhood or whatever. So it's like the circle with the cross at the bottom, um, like the feminine sign or whatever it might be. Ooh, I think Venus um, is pretty visible this upcoming month. I forgot to check. Um, it's usually very close to where the sun would end up being. It's never outside of 48 degrees from the sun. Venus is the principle of our pleasure, our desire. It reflects those aesthetic values and our tastes. It is our impulse to relate to others and how we might do that. It also speaks to how we're going to show love and affection and how we might create bonds with other people. So because Venus symbolizes art and music, the beauty industry, um, gardens, flowers, like all of this is signified by Venus. She signifies the natural world and it's natural fruitful abundance. The world is not a scarce place. That was a misconception taught to us, right? It was taught to us to keep our little heart portals closed so that we can't connect to the light. So we can't connect to each other, right? So Venus in your chart, I'll do the, the constellations after, but the influence of this planet is gonna be held, felt or held according to where it resides and its relationship to other planets as well. Um, so when you go to look at your chart, like wherever it kind of has close interactions with or where it might be conjunct or opposite, like those types of things, the aspects that it has with others is gonna be significant. So in terms of attraction, Venus is the desire in us for love and romance and all of those things. 
And it's how we make ourselves attractive and what we find attractive in others. So it's very much like got its own polarity there where we talk about like how we create an aesthetic of what we find attractive, but also what we look for in others. And those things could be very different, even if it's still about Venus, right? Um, regarding beauty, um, the placement in your chart here suggests your definition of beauty, how you experience or think of beauty, um, whether you're moved by the harmonious proportions of like sculptures or what types of paintings are interesting to you, what kind of art draws your attention. This planet tells us the kind of people we are drawn to in the same way and nature, the nature, sorry, of the erotic charge that could drive this. So it could be art referring to what pleases the eye. Um, or appeals to our aesthetic sense, which can be very similar in attraction with people. When it comes to relationships here, we're going to be deciding, desiring, sorry, to form bonds with others, requiring a lot of feedback and response. Thus, we can look to this planet to describe all manner of our one-to-one -one relationships, including friendships. So it doesn't just have to be about like love, but it's just a relationship planet, right? Um, regarding our worth and value, this is also why I wanted to speak about this planet today. Since Venus offers an image of what we desire and what brings joy to our lives, it is fundamental that feelings of worth and value are represented here. The kind of things we might be moved to spend money on here. And there can be that sense of longing for the things that you're attracted to or that draw your eye or what have you, right? But know that that's all already within you and that you have the ability to create that if you don't already see it. Um, and the worth and value comes up for me because the way that society is structured is meant to target your sacral and your solar plexus chakras and just to make you feel like you don't have worth and value inherently, that you need to fucking buy into this beauty industry shit, right? This planet is telling you you're the beauty industry. You're the one who decides what that looks like for you. And you already have innate worth and value. You don't need anything some white guy is trying to sell you. Um, oh, Venus is also the peacemaker in our chart. So um, it can bring the desire for harmony and proportion and balance together, along with like our potential for maybe laziness or lack of effort, because it's about temperance, right? You could go too far in either direction. Um, basically, this means that like conflict is unwelcome wherever Venus is in your chart. So um, this is where it's speaking to like your houses. So if, for example, like um, Venus was in your fifth house, that would speak to like creativity and children and also sex and those things. So you would not be having very much conflict in those areas, but you might, depending on who your partner is and what that all looks like, right? Um, it also speaks to vanity and our like capacity for being vengeful because we all have both of these capacities. So very, very true to the mythic role that Venus carries as goddess of the battle. Um, there is also the potential here for each one of us to react with jealousy or vengefulness um, when what we have to offer is slighted or rejected or it's perceived to be that way even. Vanity can arise around Venus' placement. So though we can have amazing skills and how our planets express themselves through us is beautiful, um, Temperance is always the key. It's always about making sure that you find balance between those things so that you don't veer off too far in one direction. So let's talk about how this planet impacts the other signs and based on your chart placements. Um, I'm pretty sure my Venus is in fucking Gemini, I want to say. I have my chart with me because my lovely partner made me one when I started dating him. 
And then I like promptly ignored it because I was like, oh, this is too much truth for me. I don't want to look at this right now. Okay. Yeah, definitely in Gemini. <laughs> Not me. Okay. So I'll start with that one just to uh, throw myself on the spit rose first. And then I will share what it could mean in a very general way again for you guys. So Venus in Gemini communication is very much the key to love for us and for me absolutely the art of verbal exchange though it's not so much an art as me like fumble fucking down a flight of stairs but <laughs> um the sound of someone's voice is very important to us and can definitely like spark a lot of that love um relationships need room for me to breathe very accurate for venus and gemini's they don't like feeling tied down they like to have their airiness about them they need to be able to flow around the world and just Though they can be very respectful of boundaries, they just need to know that they are not caged in very much so. Um, and yeah, if you are dating someone who is a Venus in Gemini, you're probably having a lot more conversations than you want to be having because they don't stop talking. Hi. <laughs> um, okay, Venus in Aries. So you might love the thrill of the chase. Um, unlikely to hang around and be asked out first, you're going to be the person making the first move. Venus in Aries is like fucking power energy to me. Um, yeah, these people are going to be like on their game once they set their sights on somebody or on something that they think is right for them. They're going to go for it and they're going to make the first bold moves, like very bold, fiery, taking no shit, you know, but taking a lot of numbers. <laughs> um, Venus in Taurus. So this is one of the rulers. Um, it reveals... It revels, sorry, it doesn't reveal, it revels in the pleasure of the senses because Taurus is very sensory minded. Um, an aromatic perfume or a beautiful garden, like very much uh, love needs to have a tactile dimension to it if you have your Venus in Taurus. And I think I've talked about like making your environment like fit with your sensory needs and like taking a lesson from Taurus is in that respect. So if you love somebody whose Venus is in Taurus, if you have a Venus in Taurus, um, the way to your heart is really going to be, or to that person's heart is really going to be in making the environment that you're in or the environment you see each other in as delightful as possible and as um, tactile and sensory lovely so put on your diffusers put on your candles or your lovely lights and just take um intention with how you approach it um okay so venus in cancer this is a placement that is very high in sentiment and feeling because cancers we feel everything um creating very strong emotional bonds here um this is a placement where friendship groups might feel like family for them so because of how deep our beautiful cancers are, when they have a Venus in cancer, it's just going to kind of like amplify all of that. They probably have a very idealistic and beautiful view of the world. Um, and they're probably fucking amazing with children, honestly. Venus in cancer. Yeah, I can see that. Um, their aesthetics are probably very like flowy and beautiful and intuitive and just like they're the mom of the group, you know, like they're the moms of the group. <laughs> um, okay, Venus in Leo. So this suggests a very strong love for luxury here. Um, you no doubt dress to impress and you will likely buy the best you can afford. Um, Leo Venus placements show their loved ones very honest affection, very open affection. Um, they're not one to hold back. Um, 
when a Leo loves someone, it's a very beautiful thing. So thinking of a Venus Leo placement, I just think like they're fucking taking the lead. They're bold. They're strong. They're bright and brave about it. Um, and they're probably like flashy as fuck, you know, like they're like luxury. Yeah, I love that for them. Cool. Um, Venus in Virgo. So for them, the grandness of love will be more shown through like everyday acts of affection and care. So their style is going to be shaped by love and they might have like very well fitting clothes. They're going to like want to make sure that they're presenting themselves in a way that suits them, that feels put together, um, that really reflects um, their aesthetic. These folks are going to have very much more like the love languages of acts of service and words of affirmation might come through and just like the acts of service without having to ask for acts of service. So um, taking care of someone who is a Venus Virgo placement, you might want to show them some extra love by like sweeping up or cleaning up the kitchen or whatever that case may be if you live together or not. Just like taking a little bit of initiative and supporting them with the everyday stuff will really show them that you um, so Venus in the other ruled placement of Libra, these folks have a great deal of charm, as we know Libras do, and they have a very polite deference and gracefulness that wins people over. So when you have a placement here, it really speaks to like very charismatic people um, and the ability just to like win people over even if they shouldn't be able to. Like it's very like fact defying they're just like well i'm a libra so everyone loves me and it just kind of works um yeah that that's what i got for that one um for venus scorpios relationships here are very passionate affairs they can perhaps be a vehicle for very powerful transformation because scorpio is such a transformative placement in and of itself um, trust is very important for these folks and if you fall and you're a venus scorpio if you fall for someone you will fall very very deeply so these people don't really fuck around <laughs> when it comes to that um, i also get the sense there could be some like obsessiveness that happens here which could happen really with anyone if there's imbalance but i get that vibe because of how strongly they can care for others um venus sagittarius so here it's really important that they have freedom to roam and that they might need a partner who can share traveling with them, but they also might need somebody who is okay if they go travel by themselves or if they're just a free spirit, just like fucking off doing their thing, living life. So that depends on the characteristics of that person, but that's definitely what this placement will, re will reflect for us. Um, Venus and Capricorn, their aesthetic um, sense is gonna favor a lot more structure and definition. Um, in a face as well as in clothes or works of art. So they might be folks who are more drawn to cubism or angular art, abstract art, or people with very strong jaw lines. Like they're gonna be they're gonna be a drawn to how much tension there is between angles and what that's gonna feel like. And that's what will bring their attention in. Um, Venus in Aquarius means that they value their space and they might see love primarily as friendship. These folks might not even be in a ton of relationships or feel the need for them because they're like, well, I can already get my needs met by being friends with dope people, right? Um, they might have a very unconventional style and that kind of speaks to like the innovativeness of Aquarius folks in general. Um, and then finally for Venus in Pisces, beautiful beans, for them, romance is gonna flow. It's gonna inspire a very strong sense of devotion to loved ones and a need for magic in a relationship. 
they can be transported to other worlds with music and they might even be drawn to playing music themselves that might be a particular skill that they have um so if you love somebody whose venus is in pisces love them with music love them with um spontane spontaneity and beautiful gestures and things that can just really spark magic and passion for them so that they know that they're in a relationship with someone magnificent because they're going to be creating that same magic for you yeah okay so that is venus and mars we will talk about a couple more next week unless you guys you guys all like drop off the face of the earth and you're like fuck this lady for talking about this shit um sometimes i struggle with like what I'm doing because I'm like is this podcast like do people even what am I doing am I supposed to go left to right up and down I don't know so in this case I'm just second guessing myself but I think it's valuable to share this information with you guys and I love you guys so I'm gonna do it anyway um but yeah we're gonna talk a little bit about shadow work and then I'm gonna fuck off and let you move on about your day so when it comes to shadow work I feel like it's a term that gets thrown around a lot and not lots of people explain what it means or like a lot of people maybe assume that others know what it means and I've definitely made those assumptions before or spoken without explaining what it means. So I just kind of am trying to slow my very fast voice down so that I can really make sure that what I'm talking about has resonance for people because they actually know what I'm talking about at any level of the game. So. Shadow work really means inner work. It means self-healing. It means reflecting. Um, And how that looks can be completely unique for every single person and valid for every single person. You can't really do shadow work wrong if you're doing the work for yourself, if your intentions are clear and in the right place. And it doesn't mean you need to know exactly what you're working on. It just means that you need to have the intention that what you're doing is for your highest good and for the highest good of those around you because you're healing. And as you heal, you will be able to share that light with others, right? So when it comes to shadow work, um, some of my primary ways that I do it, um, journaling is usually my main one. I do not journal every day. I don't have the capacity as someone with ADHD to always sit down and write. I try and it just, sometimes it's just awful to sit down and have to write. So I only do it when it's something that is working for me. Um, But you can do reflection work without writing it down. However, writing physically is very, very strong skill. Not to like, it brings your intentions to life, you know? So like thinking something is really powerful, writing something down is very, very powerful. You know what I mean? So Setting your intentions, no matter what you're doing, will help them come to fruition, but you don't need to write for it to happen or to do the thing. If you don't feel like you have a safe place to write where someone won't go snooping through it or find it or go through your phone or whatever the fuck, then just do it in your head. And that's totally cool too. Um, It's kind of about like unpacking and processing the stuff that is holding us back and the stuff that has harmed us over our lives or that could actively be happening for us or what have you. Um, so when I say things like, I think I said at the beginning of the show, um, fuck, what was I saying? God damn it. Where's my elevator music? So when I say things like shadow work needs to happen regularly or that it needs to, uh, it's personal to every single person and I can't tell you how to do your shadow work, right? I can tell you what it is. I can give you prompts. We can talk about it, but 
no one can tell another person what that's going to look like for them. And so when we look at shadow work, we look at what are my wounds? And oh, there it is. When we look at how we feel, how does our physical body feel? That's kind of why I ask every week. And like, I know no one's answering me. Like, I know I'm just talking to myself in my living room. But the reason I'm asking is because if you can draw awareness to the points in your body that hurt, then you can logically draw awareness to the chakras or energy centers that are very close to those parts of your body. And that can be the start of fucking shadow work, you know? So if you know that you have tailbone pain that doesn't go away, that's very persistent, or you don't remember when you got it, or you don't remember like an injury or anything that would give you that pain, but you just have persistent tailbone pain that has been there forever. That could literally be a root chakra issue. How can our root chakra be impacted? Has someone threatened your security, your stability? Have people used that against you? Have people harmed you with security and stability by taking it away suddenly? Or making you think you're never going to have security? Or that you're never going to be financially abundant? That you're never going to be well? That you're never going to have material gain for all of the work that you're doing? Those are all directly impacting that chakra system. So you don't need to have a physical, like, someone doesn't need to hit you in your tailbone to fucking mess up your chakras, right? So when people throw energy at us, when we don't protect our energy, and until we've learned to protect our energy, we're susceptible to what people throw at us, right? And our bodies are susceptible to that. So that's why I'm always like, how are you guys feeling? Where is there pain for you? Like I have tailbone pain. I have severe root chakra trauma. I also have a lot of pain in my back right now where my heart chakra would be sitting right? Because if I think where's parallel to where my heart sits in the front, oh, look, that's the ribs that are exactly sore. That's the part in my spine that is on fire. Um, When I look at like my spine in general, I think of like, okay, where are all my energy centers aligning with that? Um, Where do you get headaches, right? If you get headaches at the back of your head, kind of like if you go up your neck where your skull does the weird bumpy thing, that's like your root chakra as well. Did you know that? I didn't know that forever. So there's so much overlap in everything that we know about spirituality. And that's why I'm so excited for the world to shift to this. And so consider where you have pain, consider where you have pain that doesn't make sense to you that you're like, where the fuck did this even come from? You know, and that can be the start of your shadow work. If you've never done shadow work, let's just take stock of our bodies, write down every fucking pain you have that people have invalidated for you. That could be its own trauma, but like, Write down all of your pain and put it in one place and then release it. Then you can release it. And it doesn't mean it's going to go away overnight, but it means you can surrender some of that. You can surrender all of it if you want um, to your guides and to your supports. And you can ask for help. You can call in your soul family. You can call in your birth family, whatever that needs to look like. So that you can feel support in healing that. And however feels right for you is what's right for you. Um, And that's why I'm like, I can talk about examples and I can ramble on about all these placements and whatever that might be. Um, But at the end of the day, please do what resonates best for you and what fits for you. You don't have to fit yourself into a mold for anybody's benefit. You're meant to forge your own path. Um, All I'm here to do is share the information and be your fucking cheerleader to do that however works best. And as long as you're not doing fascist shit, we should be okay, you know? So... I have like heart chakra stuff I'm releasing right now. So a lot of pain that's causing me to like haunch over in my back and in my. 
So what you can do with that in regards to creating your shadow work platform or how you want to like structure it, because it can be really overwhelming to be like, okay, well, I'm going to deal with my shit, but like I have a lot of shit or I'm this old. I have this many years of shit I have to unpack and deal with. And you don't need to deal with them all individually, 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 um, or even necessarily know what they are, because for a lot of us, we have repressed memories or um, those like blocks of memory in our brain that kind of disappeared because we needed to protect ourselves at young ages or whatever ages. Um, so there's going to be, you don't need to know everything that happened to you. You don't need to go back there. You don't need to put yourself through that. You just need to acknowledge where are you currently holding trauma in your body? Ask your body that. It will show you. Um, and then how can you support those parts of your body to clear it? And the shadow work part is, first of all, even figuring that out, like that's amazing. And that's so much more than a lot of people have done. Um, and the fact that you even want to do it is beautiful. And then where you can start making connections and putting the dots together is if you look at, okay, okay, yeah, I have a lot of like lower back pain, say whatever. Oh, hey, that looks like that could be like my sacral chakra or I've had infertility issues or I've had ovarian issues or whatever. So how much has your sacral chakra been impacted in your life? What does that chakra mean? And if you don't know what it means, then go Google it and look at how it can be traumatized with what people do or say. And if you've had like, for example, if you are a woman, you've likely experienced or female presenting or feminine presenting, you've likely experienced fucking sexual trauma in some capacity from some asshole, right? Some person thinking they have a right to speak to you a certain way or try to touch your body or ask you to do anything, right? That is sacral trauma. That is sacral trauma. And you have to let that go. And it does not mean you need to forgive the motherfuckers, but it means that you can acknowledge that your energy systems have been impacted because your abusers or the people who've harmed you or caused these pains in your body might not ever validate that they did that to you because that's part of their game, right? For the most part, it's part of their game. They're not going to admit they did it. The abuser will never admit that they did it right? And when you're able to say, actually, I know I have been impacted by this, this, and this, and they've impacted these energy centers in my body. And here's what I'm going to do about it. And here's how I'm going to assert myself because of my goddamn Mars placement. And here's what I need to show myself love because my goddamn Venus placement, like you have the dots now and you have all the power and you have all the cards. And that's why I keep talking about this shit. That's why I talk about birth charts and astrology so much and I hoped it was a like a warning enough in the name of it being cosmic that I was like well it's gonna be gay we're gonna talk about boundaries but we're also gonna talk about like why the fuck we are the way we are and it's gonna get kooky because it's me but like if you need a start to shadow work or if it's just not making sense to you or hasn't until now um, I would encourage you to start by just taking stock of your body and just kind of cataloging where you have hurts and even just seeing them like written down and seeing even maybe how many you have or which chakras might be impacted or where you're noticing symptoms of pain in your body or just like illness or challenges, right? Where are you, where are you struggling? Like if you have knee issues, sometimes that's an issue around control and not having had control when you needed it um, or, or overly needing a sense of control or having that taken out from under you, like getting cut at the knees, you know, it's very much symbolic of that energetic shift that would have happened to you. And as you can name those things and accept those things, then you can begin releasing them. 
And it doesn't mean like, yeah, you don't have to be like, okay, well, here's all my trauma. Let's like go cry. No, it can be like, okay, I know I've had sacral chakra trauma. I know I've had heart chakra trauma. I'm releasing all trauma that's ever happened to these energy centers in my body right now, right now. And that's all that has to be. And that's not, that's not to say that's all that shadow work is, but that's how easy it is to set an intention that like, nope, I don't need to name every single Tom, Dick and Harry who's ever hurt me or cat called me or whatever the fuck. I'm releasing it all. Fuck everyone. I'm calling back all my energy to me right now. And like, if you're ever struggling, fucking say that. I dare you. Um, I call all my energy back to me right now from anyone it's ever been taken with or brought to or that I've shared it with who has taken advantage of it, whatever. Call it back. It's yours. Step into your highest expectations. Step into your highest timelines and release the stuff that hurts right now because it's, it's hurting. You're feeling it so that you can acknowledge it because it needs to come to that surface to be released. And as you do that, it will get easier every single time. Um, and you might find that you cry a lot during this process. Like I definitely cry all the fucking time, if you couldn't guess. And it doesn't mean that like you're weak. Crying is not weakness. Crying is such a beautiful thing. It's a way to release your emotions. It needs to happen when you deny yourself that ability to fully express how you feel. You're denying yourself the release of that emotion. And so sometimes, especially for our men in this world who have been fucking abused for feeling emotions and abused for having fucking emotions. Like it's not okay, but they've also been so societally taught that they're not allowed to demonstrate them or they can only demonstrate them if they're punching a hole in the wall or whatever the fuck, right? Allowing yourself to really feel your emotions all the way through is the actual only way through them. And the only way to make sure that they don't stay stagnant in your body because body pain is stagnant energy. And it's stagnant energy that was toxic or negative or whatever might have happened that got thrown at you by somebody else saying something, doing something. And it didn't have to be directly touching you at all. They don't have to punch you to hit you in your solar plexus and make you feel like you're worth nothing, right? That's what I'm talking about. And you can release fucking all of that if you want to right now. You can just be like, you know what? I release everything known and unknown that is holding me back from living in my highest possible potential, my highest timeline, from living my best fucking life, from every blockage that stops me from receiving abundance. I release that now. You can say those things and say them even to counteract your anxious thoughts because it's okay that you have anxious thoughts. It's okay that you've been micromanaging the universe or worrying a little bit too much. That's okay. Because that's where it comes into like the side of shadow work that's all about radical self-acceptance. I know I've got wild ass qualities. I am not a shitty person for it. I am whole because of all of my qualities, including my wild ones. So it's okay to accept those. And it's okay to accept the humanness of those qualities and of myself. Because even though I'm not from here, I'm doing my fucking best. And I'm doing my best with the best intentions in my actions, right? And yeah, I think... uh, I think that's all I'm going to say about that for right now. I know I've been going on for quite a long time today. Um, Hopefully it's not too long of an episode for folks. Um, Yeah, let me know what you think. Feel free to leave a voice recorded message on like the Spotify platform um, or write into the show if you'd like to at thecosmicqueer at gmail.com. 
if you are interested in a private reading or a birth chart guidebook made just for you by yours truly, you can definitely uh, shoot me an email or if you want to do it through my Etsy site, you can do so as well. Um, yeah, y'all are dope. I appreciate every single one of you from every single country you're coming from. Thank you. Um, yeah, my Patreon and website links will be down below in the show notes for you guys. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in and spending time with me today. I hope you have a beautiful new moon tomorrow, setting all your lovely new seeds afloat for the month ahead. It's time to transform, ladies and gents and ladies. And yeah, please uh, reach out if you feel the need. Otherwise, creep it real. Have an amazing week, and I will talk to you guys very soon. Love you.